porque los consumidores tenemos que entender que comer es un acto político y un acto ecológico a la vez. Que comer, co -co -co que comer es un acto político y un acto ecológico a la vez. Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamiento. Tapir. Jirgelecter. Chacula y jaya. Food. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sfin podcast. My name is Valentina Gritti, I'm the podcast host and the global community and project manager of the Slow Food Youth Network. Today we are going to listen to the food talk of Miguel Altieri, one of the fathers of agroecology. He will tell us how the current pandemic is linked to our food system and how agroecology can be a tool to achieve better health in agriculture, ecology and in humans. Thank you, Slow Food, for inviting me to reflect on the humanitarian and ecological crisis we are currently facing, and in particular the COVID-19 pandemic. In fact, COVID-19 is only one of the symptoms of the crisis of the global food system and the capitalist system. Agroecology can be a feasible solution to face this pandemic regarding food production. Agroecology feeds itself, thanks to the farmers and indigenous movements, by an open dialogue for knowledge exchange. On the one side, we have the contribution of the Western science that we study at the university, such as ecology, agronomy and social sciences, and on the other side, the fundamental engine of agroecology is the ancestral knowledge. This comes from the peasants and indigenous communities that in Latin America have been interacting with the environment for more than 5,000 years. So, when we have this knowledge exchange between the two sides, we have agroecology, a transformative science. Agroecology is based on the fundamental principles of how nature works and it is applicable to the design and the management of agroecosystems. Biodiversity preservation, the circular use of resources, the enrichment of the organic matter in the soil, these are all principles that lead to the development of an agricultural system that is mimicking nature. This system is not dependent on external inputs, it is much more resilient compared to industrial agriculture and it is also not dependent on fossil fuels. So it respects nature more and it keeps into consideration the local indigenous knowledge, which is a huge richness in Latin America, Africa, Asia and other parts of the world. De, del conocimiento indígena y campesino que es tan rico en América Latina, en África, en Asia. Y en I think COVID-19 made it evident how fragile the global food system is. In the world there are 1.5 billion hectares of land, of which 80% are monocultivations of soy, corn and wheat. These are very sensitive to climate change and to plagues. These systems have produced a huge ecological footprint. They have become transformative powers of the biosphere. In fact, they rely on 2.3 billion pesticides, which are injected into the biosphere. And those have a huge ecological impact, but they also affect human health. A lot of those pesticides are immunosuppressants and endocrine disruptors. 
So there are a lot of illnesses associated with those chemicals. And in the case of immunosuppressants, such as the Roundup and the glyphosate, they make the population way more vulnerable to illnesses such as COVID-19, which attacks their immune system. I think nowadays we must carry out a fundamental radical transition of the food system. I'm not talking about reforms within the system, but rather fundamental transformations. And here agroecology differs from other positions that kept serving capitalism, such as organic agriculture dedicated to export. In this case, our countries follow a monocultivation model. They substitute the inputs with the organic ones and their main objective is exporting to make profit. So they don't contribute to food sovereignty. What we need to do instead is to put food production in the hands of farmers, indigenous communities and urban farmers. Farmers are only working on 25 to 30 percent of the agricultural land and they provide 50 to 70 percent of what we eat. Industrial agriculture only produces 30 percent, but it consumes the 80 percent of water, the 70 percent of energy from oil, and it produces the 40 percent of greenhouse gas emissions, which are causing climate change. Small-scale agriculture has the potential of cooling down the planet. These farmers are the ones that can carry out an agroecological food production which respects nature and makes it possible that food is accessible to all people, also to all vulnerable and poor parts of the population. And these groups of population are the ones that are most affected by the pandemic y también eh, haciendo que estos alimentos sean accesibles a toda la gente, sobre todo a la gente vulnerable, a la gente pobre, que es la que está sufriendo la crisis del COVID-19 hoy en día. So, agroecology positions itself as a fundamental strategy to transform food systems. Agroecology promotes also urban agriculture, so local food systems, based on an exchange with the farmers around the cities as well as within the city itself. Here the distance between producers and consumers is reduced and this has advantages from a nutritional perspective and it also avoids energy waste. It is predicted that in 2030, 80% of human beings will live in cities and in order to feed a city with 10 million people, we need to import 6,000 tons of food every day. On an average, this food travels for 1,000 kilometers. But urban agriculture has the potential to produce food. For example, in Cuba, when the crisis arrived, they promoted urban agriculture in more than 50,000 hectares in cities, with a production of 20 kilograms per square meter. This allows the production of vegetables and fruits, for example. And this sums up to the 50% of the requirements of the population in major cities in Cuba, such as La Havana, Santa Clara and others. So, from one side, we have the potential of urban agriculture, and from the other side, we have the potential of indigenous and peasants agriculture. These people are playing a fundamental role in preserving biodiversity. They have in their hands more than two million varieties of seeds of different types, while, for example, the Green Revolution only produced 7,000 varieties. 
So these two millions indigenous varieties are going to be the genetic bank for the future of agriculture. For this reason, we need to empower this type of agriculture, as for example Slow Food is doing with this Presidium project. So to conclude, I would like to say that what we need is to bypass the global food system dominated by large multinationals. These are only a few companies that control the seeds, the agricultural inputs, and for this they are keeping the food system strangled. They determine what farmers produce, what technologies they use, which price they should set, and for this they are also controlling what consumers eat, the food quality and its price. So, this bypass would consist in creating agroecological independent realities with collaborative bonds between producers and consumers which generate an economy based on solidarity instead of capitalism. And there are various examples of such realities, for example Ecovida in Brazil and many others. These realities are extremely important because they create spaces of interaction where consumers play a huge role. Más que economías capitalistas, porque los consumidores tenemos que entender que comer es un acto político y un acto ecológico a la vez. We have to understand that as consumers we have a political power. Eating is a political and ecological act. Every time we buy from small-scale farmers and indigenous communities, we are supporting the socio-ecological resilience and the local sustainability. While if we buy from long transnational chains, we are supporting the decline of life. We are contributing to climate change, to the domain of multinationals and to the origin of pandemics. The current pandemic we are experiencing is associated with industrial agriculture. The growth of agricultural land dedicated to monocultivation is destroying the forests, and this makes the wildlife interact with different viruses, which are then freed and they get in contact with livestock and humans. And in this way, pandemics start to propagate. So we must realize that human, ecological and agricultural health are all related to each other. This is what agroecology does. It's a holistic and systemic science based on traditional knowledge and which can set the basis for an alternative sustainable and resilient local development for the future of humanity. Thank you. I remind you that this series of the Sfin podcast is organized on the occasion of Terra Madre 2020, the biggest event that the Slow Food Movement organizes every two years. This edition, due to the global pandemic, has a big digital part and you can find the whole program on terramadresalonedelgusto.com. The link is in the podcast description. On the website you can also find a video of the food talk of Miguel Altieri. Finally, if you like our podcast, remember to give us a 5-star rating on iTunes. This will help us a lot to increase our visibility. Do you have any suggestions for the podcast? Write to us at podcast at slowfoodyouthnetwork.org. This is Valentina Gritti and you are listening to the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. Ciao!